We're glad to be sharing the ministry of Tabernacle of Praise with you. Now join us as we receive the Word of God. Thank you, Jesus. What a precious and sweet spirit is here this morning. Thank you, Lord. Sweep over us this morning, Lord. Lord, help us to forget everything that's in the past. Yesterday, last week, last month, this past year, Lord, wash it all away this morning. Let our focus be on you today, God. We're very aware that you're in this place this morning, Lord. We're very aware that you're here. Speak to our hearts this morning, God. Remove the scales from our eyes that blind us from what you want to do. Remove those things from our ears, God, that keep us from hearing what you want to say. Truly let the joy of the Lord be our strength this morning. Jesus' name, Jesus' name, Jesus' name. Church, don't ever move past a place of worship. Don't ever move past a place of worship. Never go, go move past that. God inhabits it. He lives in it. He abides in it. It's the one thing He doesn't demand from you. It's the one thing there's no written law about. It's the one thing He doesn't require. Just a freedom of expression when you demand that from your own children then you don't feel it the same as if they just come up to you and say mama daddy I love you it's a whole different thing then when you stand for, tell me you love me tell me you love me it's just not the same is it God bless you this morning please be seated praise God just let this spirit this sweet spirit permeate you and penetrate your heart this morning thank you worship team for leading us in worship I think our worship team has done an outstanding job this year of just leading us leading the house of God it's, it's Judah that went, went ahead of the fight Judah went ahead of the war wherever Israel went Judah praise went forward and it took Judah to lead the rest of Israel into praise and worship so I'm thankful that we have a worship team that leads us that direction and pulls us that direction. And hallelujah. Thank, I thank God for, for this doesn't fit this generation, but I'm going to say it because it fits the Word of God. I'm thankful for men who are standing and stepping up in leadership to hear the voice of God, to speak God's truth. Ladies, that in no way demeans you at all. But understand that in Scripture, God called us as men to be leaders. He called us as men to, 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 to forward the path. You know why there's frustration in America today? I'm going to beat Bishop at his own game. <laughs> you know why there's frustration in America today? Because men have sit on their fat heads and done nothing for years and years and years and so women are having to step up and be politicians now I know that grinds some of you the wrong way just turn around it'll grind you the right way because ladies you weren't called for that you weren't called to be politicians you weren't called into leadership roles that men were called, but you were called into your leadership roles because women have leadership roles. But they don't usurp the leadership role that God's called men to do. And so somewhere it has to start. Someplace in America it has to begin. And I feel like, and I'm going to talk about it this morning because we've moved into a new season. We're not moving into one. We've moved into a new season. And God, you can see it on, on men's faces and in their hearts and hear it from their voices, how God's moving into their lives and they're taking that step forward. No man has ever been too old to take a step of leadership. Ever. Man, I'm challenging you this morning. It's leadership time. Leadership starts at home. 
It starts at home. And then it blossoms out. It doesn't invade anything. Leadership blossoms out. Listen, people of this world are looking for a leader. How do you think Antichrist is going to be so smooth? And so many people are going to, they're looking for leadership. Somebody that will step forward and do something. There's an old saying, lead, follow, or get out of the way. So men, I'm challenging you, lead and don't follow. Lead, don't follow. You know, Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. But you understand what he was saying. He was saying, listen, I'm a leader in this movement. I'm a leader in this thing. So go with me. Be leaders wherever you go. As I lead, you lead. That one was free. So, Turn with me, if you would, to Psalm 121. Psalm 121. We're going to read the whole thing shortly, but it's only eight verses. It's not 169 verses or 150 verses or 75 verses. It's eight verses. But as you're turning there, listen, our lives are full of add-tos and take-aways, aren't they? Whether you realize it or not, on a daily basis, you're adding to or you're taking away. We're constantly in transition as human beings. Every day as a human being, you're in some sort of transition. You're never stuck in the mud. You're either adding to or you're taking away. Adding things to life, taking things away from life. If I can say it this way, we're in a constant equation. It seems that everything in our life turns to mathematics. We're either adding to or subtracting from. We're in a constant equation. Ecclesiastes 3 says this. It's a chapter you're very familiar with. It, it, it speaks volumes. We, we've heard it recited many times in graduations. We've heard Ecclesiastes 3 it recited many times at funerals. It talks about a time and purpose for everything under heaven. You've heard there's a time and a purpose for everything under heaven. But we miss the main point when we don't read the very first part of that. To everything, there is a season. And then there's a time and a time and purpose under heaven is instrumental in your season. Season's not controlled by time and purpose. Time and purpose is controlled by season. I want you to understand something. Quite often we relegate God to time in our life, but we never give him season. Time is dictated by numerals. Time is dictated by numerals. Numbers, days, months, weeks, years. But seasons are dictated by purposeful events. At winter solstice, we say winter is here. And we only believe winter is here because of winter solstice. When sometimes winter gets here in November. Sometimes it never gets here. If you live in South Texas, it never arrives. But understand something about season. Time and purpose is connected into your season, not season into time and purpose. That's why the beginning of that verse says what it says about season. Season has no relegated dates to it. Season is only by, but by the will of God in our life. Every one of us is going through a different season right now in our life. Every single one of us. It's not dictated by a number. It's not dictated by a week. It's not dictated by a year. There's a lot of people, man, the, this past year, 2020, has just, it's been, what are people saying mostly? I'm glad it's over. That's what you're hearing. I'm, I'm glad 2020 is over. We're going to move. There, we've had struggles and we've had trials and we've had to make this decision and that decision. And there's been pain and all this unbearable stuff that's going on. And I can't wait till January 1st, 2021. But you know what January 1st, 2021 is? It's the day after December 31st. 2020 and that's all it is nothing's going to change for you in a week and a half you're in season you as a person are in season god has us as people in season and god has moved us this year into a new season and what happens in season listen season in on this planet is dictated by how what the proximity of earth is to the sun. The position of the earth to the sun. The sun is stable. The sun doesn't move. The sun is where it's at. 
It's the earth and other planets that rotate around. And it's the way our planet is set up. It's the way God made it. And, and our seasons are dictated. You know how it is when, when winter comes around and it, what happens? Because of the rotation of the earth and its trip around the sun and because its position of where it stands, there are times in, when that position makes it very cold this time of year. It's the position that we're in. And then there comes other times. And listen, here's, here's the thing about, here's the thing about winter that we don't get. Winter is a time, uh, we call it a time of death, but it's a very necessary time of life. Jesus said, unless a seed fall to the ground and die, you understand in wintertime, wintertime is just after the harvest fall. And in the harvest fall, there is a collection of seeds. The Jews had a percentage of harvest every year they collected simply for seeds for the next year. And, and that's what farmers do today. There's a, there's a portion of the harvest. You know, seeds don't just pop up and you go plant them. Right? They, they come from somewhere. The seeds that fall to the ground and die in winter are the seeds that are part of the harvest, the fall. And so during this time of winter, these seeds have to die. They have to fall to the ground and die. But, but there's something else about winter. As winter comes to its end, farmers will do something. They'll, they'll turn the ground over. And they're not doing that just to keep their tractor running. They turn the ground over for a reason. That ground is getting, getting ready for something. It's getting ready. First of all, if you just go out without turning the ground over in the spring and throw seeds out, it's not likely they're going to take. You might be lucky, but it's not likely. You've got to turn that ground over so that it's ready to receive. Not only is that ground ready to receive, not only in winter do you turn it over, but it's ready to receive seed. But it, you know what? Spring's coming. And from the sun, because the sun constantly gives light and the sun constantly gives energy, regardless of what season it is. The sun doesn't change because our season changes. The sun stays the same. It's the same power, the same energy, the same light. And so in springtime when it comes around, then that light begins to hit that turned over ground and that energy from the sun begins to touch that ground. What happens? It causes nutrients to to, to, to start forming and it creates an atmosphere where when you plant the seed in it, it's ready. And so when spring gets here, it's a time of planting seed. What seed? It's that magic seed that we get from, no, every seed in your life is come, it comes from the past fall, the past harvest. There's no surprise seed. God doesn't show up and say, hey, I've got butter squash, acorn, tomato seed all together in one. That doesn't happen. Those are three different plants. He didn't show, those things have been here, and it repeats itself every year. And so in spring, that's what happens. And so that ground, and so we, we plant it and we get it off. We set the ground just right and the ground's turned over and still we're ready to go. And so then we move into another season, summertime. In summertime, some people think summertime for a garden is to lay back and watch it happen. Listen, if you've got a garden, let me tell you something. Summertime is a hot part of the year for a reason. It's a hot part of the year for a reason because there becomes a time and a point in a plant's life where it needs some heat. It needs that extra energy. We're, and, and by the way, we're, we're a little closer to the sun in summertime than we are in the wintertime. The sun hadn't moved. It's been our position this whole time. And so what happens is in, in, in a garden in the summertime, you still have to work the garden. You have to go out and there, where the garden's mounted or where there's dirt around your plants, you need to take a rake and you know what? You need to turn that garden and turn that dirt. Why is that? It still needs to receive from the sun. It still needs to receive the light and the energy from the sun to produce. There are weeds that grow up in there. And you, if you want to have a good garden, you got to constantly be pulling those weeds out because those weeds are vying for all the nutrients and all the water and all that good ground that you got your plants planted in. Those weeds are fighting for that. And so that's what you have to do in the, in the summertime. And then there comes a fall. And in the fall, if you've done all of those things, the Scripture says it this way, that... You will reap, you will reap in due season if you faint not. In other words, in order to get the thing to come about in the fall, winter, spring, and summer have to be active in your life. They have to happen. And so you have to do all those things. And when you do those things, and it's the same thing in spirit. 
And we've, we've traversed that this year in this church. And we've seen, that, we've seen things. And the thing about winter, things have to die, right? They have to, they have to fall away. They have to die. But that doesn't, that's not the only thing about winter and spirit. There are some things that have to be turned over. Our heart needs to be turned over in our winter in spirit. Why? To receive seed. To receive the power from the sun. To receive the light that God gives us. In spirit, that's what has to happen. So that when the seed is planted in the spring of our life, when that happens in our life, then, then the little plants start coming up. And, you know, I, I've never seen yet, and I've, you know, it's going, going on 64 years, and I've seen a lot of gardens in my life, but I've never seen fruit on a plant in the springtime as it pushes its way out of the ground. It's going through its process. It's going through its spring. And it's the same way. Listen, we all go through springtime spiritually where, where things are pushing up in our life because the ground was turned, the seed came in, we're receiving all this, and so it's, it's moving in our life, and things are coming out of the ground of our life. But then we have to keep working at it. When the summer of our life comes around spiritually, we have to keep working at it. We have to pull up the weeds, the things that are trying to choke out the good things. We have to make sure that that thing's watered and tilled and the ground continually turned so that it continually gets. And when we do that, when we do that spiritually, then the fall comes in our life. And what is that? There's a harvest. God promises a harvest in the fall. And I'm going to tell you something, church. Tabernacle of praise is in a harvest season right now. We've gone through the processes of winter and spring and summer, and we're in a harvest time now. It's a time for us to wake up and be ready. You know, Jesus made the statement, well, look at the harvest. It's, it's the, the fields are white unto harvest, but we don't have anybody that will work the fields. The nature of not working a field is this. In the natural, if you don't work your garden, when it comes fall time, you're not going to have a lot of harvest, Right? But here's the bigger problem. Come wintertime, when you turn that garden over for the next season, you're not going to have as many seeds to plant that you have. Listen, what the seeds that you plant in the spring of your life don't come from some outer space place. They don't come from some made-up place. They all come from part of the harvest of last fall. You had a harvest in your life recently. And there should be seeds in your life that you're ready to plant and you should have planted this year in the spring of your life that we've gone through and now the harvest is ready. Oh, Pastor Don, I, I'm not sure I got any fruit coming. Well, you're going to have a really tough spring next year spiritually. It's important we recognize what God's doing in our church right now. For Listen, for Tabernacle of Praise, I'm going to tell you something. We talked about this Wednesday before. The best is yet to come. The best is ahead of us. The best is in front of us. Many people in church are fearful of this and fearful of that. <laughs> you realize Peter walked on the water twice? Twice? The first time they could, <laughs> that looks, I don't know who, mm, that looks like a ghost. And Jesus said, and Peter said, you know what? I'm the dumbest one of the group, and I'm the one with the most guts. And he jumped out, and he starts walking on that water. Only when he began to look around him. Jesus! But you know what? Jesus was right there. Ho, 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 ho. Jesus picked him up. And they just didn't stand out there and sing a song of praise. He walked back with Jesus. He walked on the water twice. We have to understand something. God, listen, there are times in our life, don't we look off? There are times in our life, don't we look away? There are times in our life when we get our eyes off of Jesus, but Jesus doesn't forsake us. He's picking us back up. That's where we're at, Tabernacle of Praise. That's where Tabernacle of Praise is right now. He's picked us up now. We've yelled, Jesus, and we're in that place of fall. We're in that place of harvest. God wants to use us in the harvest. It's white. If you haven't really noticed, in all the calamity of 2020, Jesus has really taken care of us. He's really taken care of us. Have you had some trials and troubles this year? I have. Have you had some tribulations and some problems, some ups and some downs? Absolutely. There's going to be trials and tribulations, ups and downs. It's always going to be here. It's always going to happen. But when God's in your season, 
When God's in your season, the best is yet to come. The best is ahead of you. Listen, if God made everything in six days, what do you think if you will allow Him to do, will He do for you in the days of your life to come? 1 Corinthians 2 and 9. As it, as it is written. Have you ever really just considered that? Because most, most of us look at that verse and we consider it to be talking about heaven. But here's what the Scripture says. I hath not seen, nor ear heard, neither hath it entered into the heart of man what He has prepared for us for them that love Him. He's talking about right now. He's not talking about what's coming. He's talking about right. We lo- Do you love Jesus today? Do you love Jesus today? There, there are things your eyes haven't seen. There's things your ears haven't heard. And there's things that have not even entered into your heart that He's prepared for you this year, in this season. He's prepared it for you. Because you love Him. He's prepared that and He's set it into place. He's set it into motion. That's what season we're in. We're in that season, that fall, that place of, uh, 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 of, uh, of gathering. Can you imagine what it's going to be like here this year? Some of us haven't gone that far because, because our eyes haven't seen and our ears haven't heard. The imagination of our heart hasn't been. A lot of us have to see and hear something so the imagination of our heart Get stirred. But let me tell you something. If you truly believe the Scripture, if you really believe what the Scripture says, the former rain and the latter rain are two different things. And the latter rain, which is the rain you and I live in, is far greater than the former rain. What God did in the former is going to expound and grow and just blossom in this latter. Turn with me to Psalm 121. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. Are you worried about 2021? Because it's just the next day. There was a movie made not long ago, the day after. If you've ever seen it, you know how it's stupid. Here's the problem. And many of us get stupid the day after. Listen, the second's going to be like the first. And February 1 is going to be like January 1. Oh, it's going, temperature going to change a little bit. And we're, we're probably going to have a new president inaugurated, and there's going to be some new laws on the books. Are you afraid of that? The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. What the church has not been resting in is who we're serving. We've been so worried about this, that, you know, I'm not telling you not to vote. But man, if we can get excited about finding somebody for Jesus as we are about our political party, I knew that was going to be hush, hush, sweet Charlotte. If we could get so excited about what Jesus is going to do this year as we're about whether or not we're going to take a vaccination or not. Oh, Pastor Don's getting, I'm not telling you to take one or not. That's up to you. That's your business. But some of us are more excited about that than we are about the lost soul. If I have to lose my life for a soul, so be it. Man, I'm headed in a great place. I'm going, man, I, the, whole type, the whole reason we're doing all this is to get there. If my excitement is about the change in the economy, and I'm going to just tell you, don't get excited about the change in the economy. It ain't nothing to get excited about. It's going to go south. But am I afraid of that? No. Whatever evil comes against me, my God's going to protect me. The Lord shall preserve thy going out. 
and thy coming in from this time forth even forevermore. God is going to preserve. Listen, there, there's a decree that's put out here before us. If we'll just hear it and listen to it. If we believe God is in the season, then we don't have to worry about anything because remember the old Christmas saying a few years ago, He's the reason for the season? Well, it's not, that's not about Christmas. Every season you're going through in your life, He's the reason for the season. Understand that. You're going through your season because He's the reason you're going through it. It's not because of what you have or haven't done, what you are or are not going to do. He puts you in that season because He knows the season you need to be in. Do you need to have some planning done? Do you need, do you need to have some ground turned? Do you need to work some weeds out? Or is it just time to harvest? Many of us are in different places there, but let me tell you something about Tabernacle of Praise. We're in a place of harvest. Man, the, the, the supernatural of God, if we could just believe in the supernatural of God, the promises of that supernatural, you know, I, I'm glad to add to my life the supernatural of God. Listen, all, it wasn't a season long ago that Jan and I were dating, and we were in a terrible car crash, that in that season we should have died, but because God was in the season, we didn't. And just a couple of years later, her oldest brother contracted Legionnaire's disease, was in the hospital in an ice bed for five days with a 106-degree temperature. Now, in that season, he should have passed away. Because your, your mind, your, 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 your brain can't take that kind of a temperature. Your body can't take it. But, but God was in that season. Because what God did was He raised that man up to where not only was he whole again, he had his whole faculties, but he came into church later. Because God was in that season. Is God in the season today? See, that's, uh, we're missing where God's at. God's in every one of our seasons. And in the season that we're in as a church, God is in it. It wasn't that long ago that a man died at home and they took him to the hospital. And something happened because God was in the season. And not only did he raise that man up, but the faithful of God prayed. And not only that, he had, he's in his right mind. Well, that's debatable. We believe him to be in his right mind. Because God was in that season. Man, what, what, part of the, what part of your season is God in? Because He's in it. He's in it. You know what we're going to start doing at Tabernacle of Praise? <clears throat> when we come in from now on, it's not how, how, how was your week? How are you doing? Our question to each other is going to be this. Jason, because we're already doing it. What did God do for you this week? That's not, hey, how, did, uh, did the dolphins win? They did. So what? I don't care. What did God do for me this week? Meant to see my little grandson's mind developing. And seeing him expanding. What did God do from this week? Man, God just produced more hope in my life to see miracle. What did God do for you this week? Because he did something. You're in a season, and in your season, God's in it. What's God going to do for this church? What's God going to do for this group? This conglomerate of saints of God. What's he going to do this coming season? Not this coming year, because this season could be 10 years long. Man, can you imagine having a harvest of God for 10 years? Oh, and if the, the latter is greater than the former, and the reign of the Spirit was 3,000 the first day, 5,000 the next day, and then it just began to add, and then it begot, so it, they multiplied. Addition was out. Multiplication was in. Imagine what God would do here. You see, some of us, I have not seen. But Pastor, I've never seen that before. Ear have not heard. I hadn't heard anybody talk about that before. Nor hath it entered into the heart of man. Mm. I remember being in that little old church, how that I was dead. I was dead. I was dead spiritually. Do you understand something? The very miracle of your life if you're a Christian, is that you were dead spiritually, and now you are alive, resurrected spiritually. And I remember that little old church. Man, we were running 235. Woo! That's a big number, isn't it? So we built this church that seats right around 1,000. 
Brother Green, I think you're off your noggin. It was only 235. But you know what? Brother Green knew something about season. He, he knew. He saw something. He heard something. And in his heart was something was planted. Season. And before you know it, man, that 235 went to 300. That 300 went to 400. That 400 went up to 600. You know what? Because an eye saw, an ear heard. And that's what God's asking us to do today. That's what he's asking us to do today. Open our eyes. Open our ears. Let our hearts receive today that thing that God's doing in this season. We're in that season where supernatural is going to take over. How many of you want supernatural in your life? You want supernatural. What is supernatural? It's what's beyond natural. There's nothing that God does that's natural. Nothing. Everything God does is supernatural. And what God is saying to this church today is that you have now moved into the realm of supernatural all of the time. You got to receive it. You got to hear it. You got to see it. You know what? You got to see this church busting out. We're having two and three services a day. And that's not Sunday school worship. You've got to see this thing packed where, well, you know what? We're going to have to have a Sunday school thing built over here, some kind of rooms built until we can get this figured out. And then you've got to see in your mind this big building. Now, I'm not, don't, don't, y'all don't get scared. Don't get scared. Because God always provides before he, Amen. he always provides. And that's what, we're not, we're not going to be stupid here. We're not dumb. God's going to provide and we're going to believe. But you've got to see that that building's built here and, all of these services, now we're going to go to two services because it's so packed. Y'all thought I was going to say, well, we're back to one service. And No, 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 no. That thing is going to be so full because we're in this end time thing. Listen, if you don't recognize we're in the end times, maybe you need to come on Wednesdays. I'm telling you something. Every generation has believed Jesus is coming. But the fulfillment of Scripture hasn't been in every generation. It's fulfilled. It's time. It's ready. And Jesus said, you know what? You guys need to be aware of that. You guys understand seasons, and you know how to do all that stuff physically. Why don't you understand spiritually? It's, it's on the same. Jesus always used physical aspects of life to show us something spiritually. And that's why the garden is so, you know, we laugh about it. There was a movie that came out years ago. Peter Sellers was in it. And, and, and in it, he, he, Peter Sellers was a guy that, was, that lived under this man's roof all of his life. He had never been out of the house. He'd only been in the garden. Only thing he knew about life was the garden. He's now in his 60s. And the old men that kept him in that house passes away. And he's pushed out. He's removed from that house. But all he knows about is the garden and what he's seen on television. He's watched cartoons and commercials. And that's his verbiage to everybody it gets mistaken by some very important people who are close to the president that Peter Sellers has this unbelievable wisdom of economics because he talked in garden terms when you plant in the spring and you water and take care and all the, and you talk like this and the economic people around the president would go man that makes so much sense and they were thinking he was talking economics he was talking about planting flowers. Why, Jesus uses the simple things in life for us to, be, to find the expansion of his kingdom real. He wants you to see the garden today, to understand the expansion of his garden is real. We've gone through our winter. We've gone through our spring. We've made it through our summer. Huh? And now we're in harvest fall. The harvest moon is big. The crops are full. We're in a time of extraordinary. What things we are, are seeing now and are going to envelop in each one of our lives and are going to be exposed in the church are things that you and I have never seen before. You've never seen them before. Well, Pastor Don, I've been around this for about 80 years. Well, praise God, you made it this long to see it. 
You made it this long to see it because you're going to see some things you've never seen before. Listen, have an ear, have an eye, have a heart. Believe it because God's doing it. You know, I wonder, because I can feel it right now. Listen, I, I, I can feel it right now. Devils have been at work this past year just wreaking havoc. Devils have been at work tr trying to destroy the fabric of faith in the church and in America. Just look around you, look at the news, then turn it off. Don't look at it anymore. But you recognize the devils have been at work wreaking havoc in this country. You know, I wonder what devil was assigned to Joseph as Joseph was sitting there rotting in prison. I wonder what devil was assigned to him. He might have been depression, despair. Here I am. Nothing's happening. I did a favor for Pharaoh's cupbearer, and he said I was going to be out of here soon. Been a long time. He's forgotten me. That's that spirit of depression and despair. That's that devil as a sign. But listen, Joseph had the ability to not subtract, but to always add into his life. And he was always adding the supernatural of God into his life. He was always seeing his season and the supernatural in his life. He would eventually become the second person in charge of all of Egypt. He didn't allow the devils of despair. He didn't allow the devils of depression to, to force themselves into his life. He had a supernatural God in a supernatural season. I wonder what devil was assigned to Moses. Defeat? Lack of self-confidence? Have you read the story of Moses? Moses was 80 years old, and he was tending goats, not sheep. But he was tending goats that weren't even his at 80 years old for his father-in-law. Man, talk about feeling defeated. You know where that man came from, right? Out of the house of Pharaoh. He had all the best schooling, all the best teaching. He had all the best of everything. And at 80 years old, he's tending goats that are not even his for his father-in-law. Man, talk about a devil that would come in with defeat in my life. What is my life worth now? I mean, out in the middle of a desert, just tending a bunch of goats. And then God speaks to him. But at this point, he feels so inadequate. He feels so estranged. He says, Lord, I, I, I can't even speak. So the inadequacy is coming. That devil of inadequacy, inadequacy came out of him. It came towards him. But you know what? There was a greater thing. Moses said, stop. Stop for a minute. God will supply. God will supply. And he became the deliverer of all of God's people. Do we need to pray, Bishop? Jesus' name. Church. Faith, let faith arise right now in this building. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. God, this is the season. This is the season, Lord. In Jesus' name. The healing of Martha in this place right now will be that very thing, that very season, that very uh, thing that we wanted to see, that you called us to see. We see it right now. In the name of Jesus, such as I have, give I thee. Healing comes out of God's people by God's Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Martha is healed in the name of Jesus. God, we just praise you for this season. God, the things that we're going to see and hear and our heart's going to desire are coming to pass before our very eyes right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Martha, you're healed in Jesus' name. Now walk in the season. You're in the new season. The old season is gone. You're in the new season now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It wasn't that many seasons ago where we saw Terry barely able to walk into this building, and now we see him in his rejoicing and his love for God and his leadership. Now you're in that season, Martha. In Jesus' name.
Rejoice, church. Let's rejoice right now. Giving God the glory. Giving God the glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. By your stripes, we were healed. By your stripes, we are healed. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We're in that season. Hallelujah. Now, let, let me speak something to you right now because this is where the church comes alive. The devil's already, already sent that, that little devil to Martha and said, Listen, don't, don't believe that. Don't believe that. You're, you're past age. Or you're, that he's already sent that. You know what? Here's the thing about the devil and all of his little, they're all lie. That's all they got. That's all they got. But God is truth, and truth is healing. And so we're going to stand in faith with Martha. Our faith. Let our faith arise. Let our faith arise so that Martha receives that healing. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Man, I think I feel some unity right now. Woo! Jesus. Mm. Woo. Jesus. Mm. Hallelujah. Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord. God, our eyes do see. Our ears do hear. In our hearts right now, God. Mm. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Mm. God is opening some doors today that nobody's going to be able to shut in your life. Nobody's going to be able to shut them. And he's closing up some doors. Oh, no man, no devil. Nobody's going to open them up. Hallelujah. Mm. I can't help it. Mm. It's time for us to walk in some supernatural. It's time for us to walk in some supernatural. We're serving a supernatural God. Nothing natural about him. Listen, don't let, let, don't let the devil discourage you in this season. He wants to discourage you. Thank you for answering the call of God. Thank you for responding to the Spirit. That's what the move of God is in the church. Just responding to the Spirit. What you feel in the Spirit. You know, a lot of us come from a place where that was fearful. But pastors didn't want to let that loose. Scared of that wildfire. You know what? You can put a wildfire out. Sometimes it takes a while. You can put it out, but you can't do a thing about no fire. So if we get a little wildfire going here, we just get a little wildfire going here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Man, Jason, I feel my healing this morning. Woo! 
I feel it this morning. He's, he's been praying with me on this and believing God. And I know you have too. But we knew there was a day coming. We knew there was a day coming. Mm. Yes, no, yes. Come on, y'all. Come on, come on. Look, this is that encouragement. This is that hypeness. Come on, come on. This is where we get uncomfortable. Come on, come on. Listen, listen, listen. This is what's going on. This is what's happening. This is what God has been saying. Don't be surprised. This is what y'all been praying for. Show up. Listen, listen, I know it's uncomfortable. I know it may feel crazy. Don't worry, just roll with it. Just roll with it. Yes, yes, yes. I don't care how crazy. Look, I look crazy for everybody up in here. Get crazy. This is what God is doing. There is a double portion coming. Everything that we've been praying for, everything that y'all don't remember at the beginning of the year, Bishop said it, everything that you lost uh, before you was going to get a victory over this year. Remember that. These are the words that were said. There's already been a foundation laid. There's no trying to get no more. We've already laid the foundation. God's doing nothing but showing up like he told us he would. That's just a tidbit. When the spirit moved, Miss Becky had to get up. That's not about a mom. That's obedience to God. This is what he's doing for every last one of us. Darren, Zach, Miss Becky, Miss Jana, the Biddicks, every household that's in here. Get hyped, y'all. This is what it's about. You go, and we're going to run around here. We're going to look crazy for God because that's what God's doing. Let's get excited. Let's get uncomfortable. This is what it's about. He's moved. Hallelujah. You got to feel it from your gut and just take back your blessing. Hallelujah. I don't care what 2020 looked like. Austin said it this morning. If you was a child of God, it was the best year ever. Hallelujah. God showed up. He reset everything. And we sowed the seed. This season that we're going into, y'all, it's going to blow. There is such a double that's coming, y'all. I'm get, I get excited every time I talk with my wife about this. When I sit there, you're right. What has God done for you lately? No more silent tears. No more silent battles. No more silence trying to fight on your own. Look at God. He's doing something. Get up and get uncomfortable. I don't care what the enemy tried to do. I don't care. You give my uppercut and keep going. That's what we do. Every last person in here is a fighter. Every last person in here has had come through some battle, but you've been victorious. How do I know? Because you're sitting right here. Misha, you take that back. You take it back. There's a victory that God has for you. You take that. Take that. That's for you, your kids, everybody. I don't care. Let me tell y'all something, church. I don't care. I don't care what happened yesterday. I don't care what happened last week. I don't care what happened before you got here. We're here. We're here, and God has given us everything that we need. Brother Dear, you about to do so amazing. Look here, I know that you face stuff at the job that you don't even talk about as a doctor. I was telling Pastor Don this. I know, but every prayer that you lay up for every patient that you see, every person that you walk around, that has purpose. Don't ever think that it don't have purpose. Don't ever think that you ain't sold a seed. Man, I'm telling you, man, I... Mm. I tell my wife this all the time, man. I love the Nelson family. Reason why? Miss Becky has a survivor's mindset. Brother Darren has a soldier's heart. And it, and it trickles through their whole family. You see it from the head to the youngest. God's doing something with that that they don't even understand yet. But let me tell you something. What God is doing, man. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Y'all don't understand. I seen Brother Scott praying constantly. The leaps and bounds that I've seen this man and what God has done in his life, with his family, that ain't nothing but God. 
I know this year was crazy, but this was the best year ever. Why? Because it caused us to plug into God. He called his children. He said either step up or step out. And what we all did, I don't, I don't care what it is. And that's not, let me tell y'all something, that is not minimizing anything that we went through. I had loss. I've lost friends. I've lost family. And let's be honest, they didn't have to pass away. There was just a falling off. But let me tell y'all something. God is still faithful and God is showing himself true. Everything that's fell off has done nothing but add to and turn that soil that we've been talking about this morning. Let's get excited, y'all. This is this is going to be double. If you think this was something this morning, just wait. I'm, I, <laughs> Pastor Don going to do a backflip around here if y'all keep messing with him. <laughs> I'm serious. There has been things that God has already set in motion, and I pay attention to certain things. I, I'm serious. That was one thing you could ask my wife. When Bishop said at the beginning of the year, every battle that you feel like you've lost, you were going to get a victory this year, I watched that, literally. And everything from when I was a child, things that I was nervous of because I didn't want to get looked at crazy for one to talk on God or it wasn't the cool thing to do or I got I got picked on at church because I went to school with the same kids I went to church with but because I love God and they didn't there was always some type of issue man there's been such a fire in me that I, I don't care who it is I'll sit up here and tell them about the God that I serve let me tell you about the victories that I, I've won We've seen healings. We've seen new people come in. And let me tell you, that unity, this is what happens when we're unified. This is what happens. And Pastor Don was absolutely right. And you need to come on Wednesdays. Dispensations of time and understands and seasons. I don't care about the years. 20, people get nervous that there was something I shared. We got If you thought 2020 was bad, then buckle up because 2021 means it's about to start drinking. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about 2021 because I'm telling you, our season is here. Our season is here. Y'all literally taking to, y'all literally just saw Pastor Don do a whole lap around the church and jump up, jump up and down. Literally. Literally. So my encouragement, don't look for more. Understand that everything that God has given us is enough, and it's going to bring the double portion that God has for us in this season. So let's be encouraged, y'all. I love y'all. Mo. Hallelujah. Stand with me, everybody. Hallelujah. I believe this is a prelude. I believe this is a prelude. We're going to have so much stuff happening here, we won't have time to worry about 2021 or politicians or government or issues with sickness. We won't have time for that. As a matter of fact, we're probably going to have us a, a COVID area where people can just walk through, get prayed for, and walk out clean. Can you believe that? Sure you can. Look what God has done. Man, I'm excited about what's happening. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Come on up, Becky. She's so involved in the Spirit, she's not paying attention to Pastor. And that's quite all right. It's quite all right. That's what we're looking for this year. I understand as Pastor, I have a leadership role. I understand that. But I also understand as Pastor that this is the church of God. This is the church of God. We were talking in the office earlier today. God puts pastors in a place, and you understand that I'm not the bride of Christ as pastor. I'm not the bride of Christ as pastor. When a man took a bride, when Joseph and Mary were betrothed, Joseph was leaving for a year to prepare life because... He, when he and Mary gets married, then they, Joseph doesn't work for a whole year. He takes care of his wife. So he's now got to spend a year really busting his hump to get money, but get ready because. So what did he do? He left a man in charge with Mary. We call them bodyguards today. But that man had to watch her virginity to make sure no other man snuck in there. 
That, that man had to be, watch her, make sure she was safely taken care of. He took care. And that's what a pastor is to the church. It's that person that's left by the, the bridegroom to just make sure that the bride is taken care of. That's what we do as pastor. So I want you to understand something today. It's my job to make sure that you're taken care of and that, that, that your virginity, if it will, if you don't mind me using the word, is that you're not involved in world, but He is your only. There's no other I. He is your only. And that's what I'm going to try to do as pastor in this season. But what He's wanting you to do is prepare for His coming. In a year when that man came back, He was ready. And I said it earlier, and I'm going to say it this, I'll just say it the way I said it, Bishop, and you can clean it up for me. <laughs> when the man came, he was real excited. He's a young man, he's real excited. He's ready to get married. It doesn't take a lot to drive him to be real excited. You understand what I'm saying? Without me going into details. Okay. But, but, but for the bride, it takes a little bit more. Because women are different than men. And so once the bride got ready, the bride would go into the garden of their home and there was a special place that was the most the prettiest and the nicest kept in the garden and as as the groom came up I'm here I'm here and she'd giggle a little bit and he would begin he'd walk through the house I'm here and she'd giggle a little bit more and it would begin to build and he would walk through that garden I'm here I'm here and she would get so excited because he was here and the more he said, I'm here, the more excited and giggly she got. And so he finds her in the place that, he, that she's waiting on him. Listen, church, we're the, the bride. I am the bride in the sense of I'm a Christian. But understand my point and purpose here. But as the bride of Jesus Christ, Jesus is saying, I'm here. I'm here. He's ready for us to get giddy, to, to get giggly. To get excited. He wants us to be excited because there's a lot He wants to do because there's a time when He's going to whisk us away and He's going to take care of us just like the, the, the bridegroom did in the Jewish ceremony. There'll be a marriage supper. There'll be a wedding. All of that stuff's happening and all He's going to do is focus on you. That's all He's going to do is focus on you. You're going to be the apple he just wants you to be excited. Man, I, I am excited about what's breaking through here. The season we're already in. I'm just going to give you an opportunity. There's, there's not an altar call today. I think we had altar about 20 minutes ago as God is moving. But I'm just going to give you a chance as a unified body of Jesus Christ to just stand at this altar and say, God, my eye is open. My ear is open. The imagination of my heart is now running wild. Pastor Don's imagination, as you're coming, please, my imagination is running wild right now about the things that are going to take place here that's going to happen where you, where you work and where you live in your house and in your neighborhood and in the stores that you go to, the things that's going to happen. Oh, I don't know if I can handle that. Sure you can. Sure you can. After all, you're in the season of harvest. You're in the season of harvest. All of that underlying work has been performed. And now God's ready for a harvest in your life. Lord, we stand here at this altar today thanking You first for being our God. Thank You, Lord, that I know You, that You're my God, and I, I am Your child. Thank You, Lord. Thank You for healing in this house today, Lord. Thank You for touching Martha. Thank You for touching me. And there are those in here that have been healed that they don't even realize it yet. But they're going to get home and they're going to discover it. Thank you. We know this is a prelude, God, of what's going to happen in this season. And if it lasts two months or 20 years, God, we are going to get the most out of this season we can. The most that we can. Because we serve a supernatural God. We serve a supernatural God. Nothing you do is natural. It's all supernatural. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Can we lift him up in a worship? Hallelujah.
For more information about Tabernacle of Praise, look us up online at tabernaclepraise.org. We want to hear from you, so be sure to connect with our Facebook page. We also have a free app that you can use to keep up with events or be notified of bad weather, and you can listen to our sermons directly from the app. Thank you for listening, and have a blessed day.